Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. So welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. And so Tyler and I are delighted to be here tonight with Alma Deloney. And Alma, you had a birthday Monday. I did. How many year, How many of those birthdays have you had? This was the 101st. Is that amazing? 101. So yeah. this is your 102nd year. You've completed I'm, 101 I'm years. I'm starting on another year, my 102nd. <laughs> so you were born in 1990? 20. 1920. So you probably... Uh, can remember a lot of changes oh, since I 1920. Re- what was it like when you were young and growing up? What 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 was different? Well, you know, there have been a lot of advances, especially in technology, and uh, our homes are different. We have so many conveniences now. What was it like growing up, though? What what was your life like? You didn't have television. Well, I had a good life. My uh, parents were devoted to their kids. <laughs> were they members of the church, or yes. were they okay? They both came from pioneer families, mm-hmm. and uh, the gospel was uppermost in their lives. Not only in my parents' life, but my grandparents came wow. here because of the gospel. Wow. And uh, that was their background. So uh, the gospel has been a part of my life ever since I can remember. Well, tell us a little bit about your life. Uh, when you got married, how you met your husband, your kids. <laughs> we're, we're interested. Well, I went to um, <clears throat> college. I started at the University of Utah, and uh, the uh, spring quarter of my second year, my parents came up to see me, and on their way, they stopped in a Provo had some relatives, and they were excited about the new girls dorm and a few things and my parents said we think you ought to go to BYU and try it just just for a quarter it's quarters then and you can come back if you want to but we want you to have the feel of BYU (laughs) so I said okay and uh, So I went to BYU expecting to stay a quarter, but I met Hiram, my husband. At school. And that changed things. (laughs) That's what BYU was known for. He was at BYU too. And so we had... uh, Well, how long did you, yeah, how long did you court? 
Hmm? How, how many years did you court before you got married? Well, uh, about two and a half. We courted till graduation day. He gave me my diamond ring. And uh, that was in June. And war. Yes, World War II. War too. was coming. We knew it was coming. We felt it. All of our friends were lining up in different places. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew it. We knew it was coming. <laughs> was he involved in the war at all? Oh, yes. He, he went over overseas? He didn't go overseas. He went to Cheyenne, uh, Wyoming, Fort Warren, and trained, and didn't know where he'd be sent. And fortunately, he was sent to Ogden oh. to teach Navy pilots to fly. Was he a pilot as he well? He was a pilot. Oh. And he took pilot training there and then they used him as an instructor for And you were married during that time? We were married then. <laughs> we were married before that. We got married uh, <laughs> we had a funny marriage, I have yeah. to tell you. Okay. We were engaged, but we didn't know where he was going to be, yeah. where he'd be called. It was just one day at a time. So we kind of put it off, but uh, we're kind of thinking about it. And he was up here, and I was down in Price with my parents uh, teaching school. Okay. So he came on Friday night and he said let's set our wedding day i said okay i said uh, this was uh, the end of november and i said i think may it be nice we could you know have plenty of time to get ready and i'd be out of school oh he said i was thinking about monday he didn't want to wait till <laughs> the way guys are so we compromised, and guess when we got married? A week later. On Wednesday. <laughs> Good for you. You held you to your guns. <laughs> got a couple more days. Got a couple more days. <laughs> so we. Well, he didn't know if he'd be shipping off or. No, we yeah. didn't. Uh, <laughs> one reason we did this is because uh, this was before his flight training. He was just waiting, seeing what, where he's going to be called, what he's going to do. And uh, he got a job uh, in an aircraft factory in Wichita, Kansas. Mm. An aircraft, that was everything. Yes. He had those planes in the sky. And so they gave him a deferment mm. to work at Boeing aircraft. Wow. And so we got married and went to Wichita. <laughs> what did your parents think? Were they excited? <laughs> they went along with they us. They were okay. They were good. That's they... what they get for sending you to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you in Wichita, Kansas? Well, I think we were there almost a year. 
Okay, so not very long. Nine months, and then he was called to Fort Warren. Okay. So I chased him over to Fort Warren. <laughs> Did you continue to teach? No, not, okay. not then. Later on I did, but not then. So I went over to Fort Warren and stayed and until it was time to give birth to my first child. And how many children have you had? <laughs> I have three. Three. So I went home to my parents because we, any day he was being called out. Yeah. We didn't know where he was going. It was, yeah, it, was. Uh, it was crazy time. It would be an anxious time, wouldn't it? <clears throat> and most of my friends were married about as crazy as I was. <laughs> mm -hmm. So was that just after the Depression when you got married? Uh, was that uh, the Depression later, was huh? in the 30s. Okay. Yeah, and this later. was in the for, uh, 1941, right. 42 okay. on in there. Oh yeah. And, uh, so this so is when this is Germany. Germany was in control of the war at that point. Yeah. That was quite an experience. Oh bad. Well, you were fortunate that he he was he, able to stay here. He was very fortunate. All those pilots didn't come he back. He did too. To get called up to Ogden to. <laughs> <laughs> to teach. Teach. Yeah, that's a good deal. Flying, and he stayed there until the war was over. So that was a, a rewarding thing. We were glad he didn't have to go because most of my friends and relatives went to war. Yeah, yeah. You never know where they were California, New York, Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were... England, you just didn't know. And the, the sad part of that time was almost every day when you picked up the newspaper, someone was hurt or killed. Knew. Someone that you knew. Had a lot of friends. Uh, everyone was in the war effort. Involved, weren't they? But you know how divided our nation is today. It wasn't divided then, was it? Everybody was fighting the war. Mm. Everybody, even the kids, they all knew about the war, and boy, everybody was in the war effort and mm. doing the best they could for the war. Well, we appreciate that because our generation, uh, we haven't had to go to war, Tyler and I. Because uh, of because your generation. Of Right? Yeah. I mean, it's your generation that saved us from everything. Now, did you go to war? No. So I missed Vietnam. I was uh, too young you for went Vietnam. To Vietnam. No, I was too oh. young. But ever since then, um, I mean, we haven't had the draft, and so we haven't. Right. None of my children or their children. So we've been blessed not to have to go to war. That's true. Thanks to these. Mm-hmm. Great pilots. Those were interesting days. <laughs> Is there anything else that strikes you about the wartime, some of the sacrifices you had to make or...? Well, yes, you did have to make sacrifices, but 
really didn't seem too terrible as far as rationing and uh, gas rationing was tough. Uh, you know, we never had enough gas, <laughs> but uh, everything else, food rationing, we got along fine. And uh, I can't say we suffered a lot at home, but I think where the suffering came is your friends and your family were being uh, killed. Mm -hmm. And that, that was really horrible suffering. Hmm. You just... So did you have, did they, did they assign you to any type of uh, assignment? Did they, as a, as a wife, were you doing anything on base to help or, or not? Were there any assignments for you? Any assignments From the me? war? During the war? Uh, I worked in an aircraft factory. I worked in beach aircraft. And uh, we felt we were helping the war effort. Wow. You were building airplanes. Uh, I tell you, we were getting those airplanes out. <laughs> well, that's, that's wonderful. Now, um, so you had three, three daughters? Three children. Three children. One daughter. One daughter. Two sons. Okay. How many great or how many grandchildren, great-grandchildren now? I had 12. Oh, good. 12 grandchildren. Each child had four children. Okay. And we had a tragedy a couple of years ago, three years ago. We lost two granddaughters in one year. Mm. Same family. Wiped out our daughters. So what happened? Sad. Was it? Was it sickness? The first, yeah, it was with both. The first had a brain tumor. Oh. And, uh, and how old was she? She was 38. Jeez. And then her sister kind of took over and helped with the family. And she was just working so hard at a job and helping with the children. And she just didn't wake up one morning. Hmm. The same year? Hmm? The same year? Same year. Wow. Within a year. Now, is your daughter still alive? Yes. Okay. It did about a killer. It was oh, terrible. But, hmm. uh, you know, the gospel. Yeah, how did you deal with that? How were you able to cope? With how did the, I deal with? How, did, how were you able to cope with those losses? Because you were so close with your granddaughters. That must have been very hard. It was. It was very hard. Hard on the whole family. Now, I think if we hadn't had the gospel, it might have been a lot worse. Because mm -hmm. we all have faith that we're going to be with them on the other side. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to greet them again, won't it? Then when did you lose your husband? Uh, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So my parents remember him. Mm -hmm. I was telling Tyler that they yeah, lived Yeah, your parents were living over here Yeah. when he passed away. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how long have you lived here? 
-hmm. How long have you lived in this house? Uh, well, I think about 27, 28 years. And before here, where did you live? We were, lived down by the University of Utah. Okay. Um, so is that where you raised your family, over in mm -hmm. that area? Yeah. Okay. That's where we... Well, Alma, you're, uh, you're 101, going on 102, and you're extremely bright. You can hear, you can see, walk. You, can, you can walk. You're in great shape. You look beautiful. Tell us, uh, what do you do to, to stay so fit and alert? I, I have to admit, I have a struggle hearing. Strong what? Struggle hearing. Oh, oh. yeah, me too. But, uh, you know, uh, I feel sorry for myself once in a while. I think, why can't I hear? <laughs> really bugs me when, and it happens mostly when three or four people are here, my kids or friends, and in a group, I have a hard time hearing. It makes me mad. I just suffer because I'm just. <laughs> well, tell know. us how you stay in such good shape because. <laughs> You walk straight, and uh, well, I talk to your mother. No, I know, I know the answer to this question. Do you still swim? Hmm? Do you still swim? I'm back at it again. I'm trying to. We were there Saturday. <laughs> so where do you swim at? We go down to the. Um, Sometimes I forget the words. We go down to the... Uh, so the rec center? The rec center. Uh, By the uh, old Cottonwood uh, Mall? 48 yeah. South. And <clears throat> uh, it's great. Are you doing laps? No. No, I don't do laps. I water walk. <laughs> water walk. Well, that must be good enough. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's uh, not only good physically, but it's good socially. So your friends are there. I've made a lot of made? friends there. <laughs> and uh, we have a good time. So you've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Uh, we need to start swimming. That's uh, fantastic. 20 years. 20 years. Mm -hmm. Well, tell, tell us about uh, how you gained your testimony. You mentioned you grew up in the church and your parents were good examples. You know, uh, I don't remember a time uh, when I gained it. It seemed that <clears throat> my parents were both active in the church, loved the gospel. And uh, we just grew up. The gospel was our uh, part of our lives. And I remember incidents when I knew my prayers were answered, or uh, uh, something special happened that increased 
my testimony. And I thought, I would think it's not wonderful. But it, it has been with me all my life. Well, that's a gift you have. It's, it's a real blessing. Um, well, Alma, you, you, know, you know this, but uh, we all love you. Uh, Alma's so kind to everybody. And uh, everybody that knows you loves you. When I talked to your mother <laughs> the other day, she yeah. was so cute. She said, I don't see very much. <laughs> She's losing her eyesight, but uh, Alma mentioned we called her on her birthday. Okay. And, uh, and Alma said that she'd talked to my mother. So here's an example. Uh, Alma said, I need to call Alice more. That that, you said to us, you need to call Alice more, but you're concerned about other people. You have a yeah. sense of, uh, of what others need, and you not only sense it, but you act on it. And yeah. so here's Alma it's fantastic. thinking about my mother in St. George. And that's just the way you are, and so that's, uh, that's a great example. Alma, what are some of the callings you've had in the church? Well, I've been in... Um, Let's see, early on in our marriage, I don't remember much going to school. It was most, mostly going to church and being active with the young people. But after I was married, I taught primary a lot and uh, loved that. I thought that was the best job in the church. It is, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and then uh, when I got a little older, I uh, have been in two Relief Society presidencies. Relief Society has kind of been my thing. And, uh, I've enjoyed that a lot, and I've been on a couple of uh, missions. Oh, where did you go? Just uh, didn't go anyplace, stayed home, mm -hmm. home missions, oh, and good. I've enjoyed that too. Yeah. That's been... What assignments uh, for these missions, what, what, what were you doing? And I've had... Uh, several uh, experiences where I've um, been responsible for someone being active, getting active, or converting to the church. Can you tell us about one of those? Do you, would you mind sharing yeah, one of those experiences with quickly. us? Okay. Um, I remember uh, when I was assigned to a primary group, I thought, well, there ought to be more uh, children in this class. I think there were five or six. And so I looked them up. And sure enough, there were some that should be coming. So I uh, called on them and their families and invited them to come to primary. Well, this one family, they had a, 
a little girl the same age as my little girl. Oh. And uh, I said, could Karma come and call for her and bring her to primary? Well, yeah, that'd be fine. And <clears throat> the interesting thing there was the grandmother was there that day. And the grandmother, <laughs> I later found out, was uh, trying hard to get this family to church, hmm. but they weren't going. And um, so we visited, and she had made a beautiful uh, knit stole for her daughter. She showed me. It was lovely. I said, oh, I'd like to make one like that. She said, I'll teach you how. <laughs> so we got friendly with the friendly with the grandma, and she told me what yarn to buy, and I went down a week later, and uh, the little girl had gone to primary with my daughter, and the grandmother was just thrilled. Mm -hmm. bet. <laughs> she said, I'm going to make this for you. <laughs> <laughs> She said, you teach primary, I'll make this. Wow. And uh, uh, she was so cute, and, and we became real friendly. Mm -hmm. And with the mother, too. Well, <clears throat> uh, pretty soon the, uh, the husband, the mother and father were going to church. Huh. And... Uh, that was wonderful. Of course, the grandmother was thrilled. Yes. But they became very active. And uh, my husband was teaching the senior Ronics. Oh. <laughs> so he had this he had fellow, some of them. And he really liked him. They were friends. And uh, the whole, whole family became active. And... Uh, uh, one thing that happened was this was a second marriage for the husband. His first wife had died, and uh, this was his second wife. Mm. But they hadn't been married in the temple or anything. Well, he, he got <laughs> indoctrinated. <laughs> uh, they decided to go to the temple. But this, when they were about ready to go, this cute second wife said, you know, I, I feel that I've got to accept the first wife, and I just can't cut her out of our lives. She said, get sealed to her first. Oh. And May second, can you imagine no. anyone being that unselfish? That wonderful. Yeah, but all that started from your invite to that well, little girl. It, it did kind of get it going, and I was I was thrilled about it, and we became very good friends, and I just loved that girl. <laughs> 
Well, that's a great story. Wow, what a lesson to learn. But I think the most interesting one was, or the most unusual, no more interesting, was a Chinese family. And uh, my husband met Mr. Wong, who had Wong, uh, had a business downtown, a Chinese boutique. Mm -hmm. They were in the sa he was in the same building as Hiram. And they met in the hall and talked. And, <laughs> and uh, one day Hiram asked him why he came to the United States. He hadn't been here long and he said, well, he wanted a good education for his children, for his family. He just thought it was the best thing for his family. And uh, Harm said, well, might be true, but he said, oh, I think maybe there's another reason you're here. Well, he said, what makes you think so? Harm said, the Holy Ghost makes me think that. Wow. And, he, you know, that puzzled this Chinese man. Yeah. Next time he said, well, what's that ghost you talked about? <laughs> anyway, yeah, they started interest. talking and they became friends. And they invited us to our, their home for Chinese food. Huh. And uh, it was a nice friendship. And their son <clears throat> was here at the university. He was on this program for artificial heart or something. He was really a, a classic student. And uh, he had a girlfriend up north. Went up to see her on a snowy day came home and had an accident and was killed. Oh. They were heartbroken. And uh, he I remember he yes. called one night and told me that they had lost their son. He was uh, gone and he said, uh, your husband is a spiritual man. I'd like him to help us have something for my son. So that was kind of a bonding yeah. uh, thing to have that done. And uh, they were uh, lovely people. So. They came up after the funeral, a couple of days, they wanted to thank Harm. And I thought, <laughs> when, uh, when they left, I told Harm, I said, I think that's the saddest little woman I've ever mm -hmm. seen. Pretty little thing, but she was broken hearted. And she couldn't say a word. She didn't know any English. And, and she thought she'd never see her son again. She just sat there and looked. Yeah. Just Devastated. Beat. I said, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to teach her the English. <laughs> I don't know how I probably could, but I did. You taught her? I, uh, she, they came up another week, and I asked her if she'd like to learn to speak English, and she said yes. And, uh, but <clears throat> she was cute. She said she would let me know. So they called up a day or two later, and they had talked it over. And they decided yes, but only if I would let her make clothes for me. <laughs> they like to reciprocate. She was ladies. a wonderful seamstress. Yeah. I've never been dressed as well oh, as wow. I was <laughs> the next few years. <laughs> she was a beautiful tailor. In fact, well, I'll tell you the rest of it. So we started this teaching her. Your friendship. Uh, I was teaching her English. Mm -hmm. And he brought her up to the house. And uh, so Harm taught him the gospel. <laughs> well, well you, she was waiting. Well, or he I was taught waiting. her English. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, uh, they decided they'd join the church. Isn't that something? And then, uh, not, not too long after, they invited us down to their ward, <laughs> where she was the Relief Society president. Oh my goodness. And he later became the, it wasn't the bishop, the president of the Chinese branch. Wow. So it was the Holy Ghost that was inspired. Mm -hmm. It was the Holy Ghost that uh, inspired Hiram <laughs> to talk to him. Because look what they ended up doing and mm -hmm. serving. And uh, That's wonderful. they were very devout, very yeah. religious people. And like I say, he got out to be the president of the branch. <laughs> <laughs> He still didn't speak too plain, and he wouldn't speak English to his wife. And I said, Supang, you have to talk English. She has to learn. And he said, no, I want her to talk like you, not like me. <laughs> That's a great story. Well, you guys have been wonderful missionaries. And you mentioned it just started out with a friendship and inviting. Let, let me tell you one thing that happened. All right. He um, went to a he went to a stake meeting, and he came home, and he said, "I, I I'm not doing what I should. I, I don't understand enough. I don't know everything that's going on." He said, "I don't know if I can go on." He said, "I I'm gonna have to quit." And so he went to uh, his bishop, I guess it was, and told him that he, could, he had to quit. And he said, well, why don't you ask the person that called you about this? <coughs> well, who, 
what shall I do? He said, ask the Lord what you should do about whether you should quit or not. So he said, okay, and very sincere. Mm -hmm. So he went home and told his wife that they had to ask the Lord if he should give up his job because he wasn't good enough. They, they prayed sincerely. Mm -hmm. The next morning he had this shop down the ZCMI Mall, that boutique. Mm -hmm. He was down there early and uh, he said, first thing in the morning here came two men. And <laughs> One was the president of the church. <laughs> he came in and said he'd come over to meet the president of the Chinese branch. Oh. He said, I hear you're doing a fantastic job. We are so grateful to you. Wow. <laughs> he said, I had my answer. <laughs> right there. Yeah, no doubt. Isn't that great? So he didn't quit. <laughs> oh. well, but I thought that was interesting that the president of the church would show up. <laughs> I love answered that. his prayer. Answered his prayer. Well, those, this has been wonderful. I don't even know how to describe what we're feeling right now, other than it's just so awesome. That was, I think, our most kind of <laughs> those are great un stories. Unusual. Well. And they're great examples for the rest of us to follow. You know, that you just love these people into the, started out as a friendship. Yeah. And, uh, and they could just feel something. And I, I have felt Sue's love. She loves everybody. You love everybody. We're and just following people your. People really react to her. They just love her. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah, we uh, we both married well, so mm -hmm. Tyler and I both married well. So oh, yeah, wonderful. so we're lucky. Well, Alma, Tyler always asks this question at the end of the interview. So yeah, can so we ask that now. Yeah, let's ask it. I'll, okay. A uh, hundred years from now. Another hundred. Another hundred years. Another lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll all be gone, right? Yeah. But. Your great, 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 great grandkids might be listening to this very interview, okay? Because this is going to be recorded forever. What would you like to tell them about you and the gospel? About me and the gospel or about them? Anything. <laughs> what would you want them to know? Well, I would think I would like to tell them that that's uh, one of the very most important facets of their life, and it touches you in every way. And if, if you have the gospel, it really helps you over the bumps that we all get, you know. 
And uh, I would like to tell them to cling to the gospel. Just hang in there. <laughs> I love that. That's good advice. Well, thank you so much for uh, letting us come over. We, we've thoroughly enjoyed this. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, we, we love you. What a treat. <laughs>